0: Feminine wisdom principles and archetypes for creating the new or creating a new world or birthing something or stepping into the new. Episode 88, how good is that? 88, that feels like, I'm not a numerologist, but 88 feels like it's a number that can in some way hold what it is that we're going to explore today. So this episode is actually in honor of the online retreat, Birthing a New World. I wanted to share, because I'm in the energy of it, right? And when the whole of rewilding is in the energy of it, it's it's probably when the best wisdom comes through, especially when we're holding online retreats or in-person retreats, doesn't matter, But there's a different sort of level of Shakti that starts to pour through. There's a different level, a different height and a different depth to things. And so when I can match up the content being shared or what we're exploring in podcasts with kind of the energetic space that we're starting to hold. So if you're listening to this podcast when it's being released, we are just starting to hold that space. Will By the time this comes out, registration for this online retreat will be open. So you'll see that in podcast 88. So if you're on our website, it's rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 88. And then you'll see all of the links to get into this retreat that I'm talking about with regards to our topic today. All right, that was our little like infomercial, I think. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. I want to share womb awakening and healing practices with you today. I want to share the top archetypes, feminine archetypes of the moment in this current energy, as well as around birthing, creating the new. I want to touch into some of the more mysterious aspects of feminine wisdom, of the divine feminine, of feminine wisdom practices, of the embodiment of the divine feminine. Here's a truth. We have just started to scratch the surface of what's possible In our bodies of what's possible in our psyches of what's possible in our energetic systems of what's possible we've just started to access those places you see all of these you know feminine wisdom teachers or facilitators who are holding these spaces and they're talking about Kundalini and they're talking about Shakti and you know I'm getting sidetracked (laughs) There's this thing where I just want to light up kundalini teachers and shakti teachers and feminine wisdom teachers. Uh, That's a whole other podcast episode, something along the lines of like the shitty gurus or the illiterate shakti practitioners or those who are talking about feminine wisdom and don't even understand it or still have fears around feminine wisdom. So let's be totally honest here. Shakti is still scary for most people. Feminine wisdom is still scary. Sophia, right? Sophia, feminine wisdom, the all-knowing universal mind is still scary. The energetics of the fullness of the feminine freaks most people out. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman. It's scary. It's scary. The feminine is scary. She's wild. She's wild. The reason, this is a theory, the reason that she's scary, the way she creates, the way she feels, the things she knows, the reason that she's scary is because of the container that she's in, the societal norms that she's in, the way our psyches are are, um, wired, the way our mind is wired our value systems, you have a value system that has kind of been based on societal norms, a value system that has been based on family values. It's, it's absorbed, it's what your tribe valued, we learned to value so that we had acceptance, so that we had love, so that when we were babies, we got fed. I mean, it's as simple as that, this is survival 101. Now, some of us have been working to kind of give those things the finger and to really start to embrace um, a different value system or a different mindset, but we're still all breathing the same air. We're still all in the same collective energy, and we just need to appreciate that and honor that. It is what it is. That's not going to change until we die, and then who knows what that energy will be like. But if we're going to feel into what I want to go into in this podcast and what we're going to dive deeply into in Birthing a New World online retreat, which is the full-bodied experience of this. So a lot of the feminine is also experiencing embodiment of it, opening those capacities in our bodies, not just talking about them. Even this there's such a masculine aspect to this because I'm talking my intellect to your intellect, my mind to your mind. Sure, there's much more happening in my system. Like my heart is open and it's kind of being ripped open and and my womb is online, and especially because I've just done practices before this. But there's still an element that's totally lost in conversation, completely, I'm trying not to swear so much, but I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, That's completely lost. That is completely lost. So there's only so much that we will ever get via reading a book, via listening to a podcast, via a conversation, via a lecture. There's only so much. And the reason, part of the reason is your mind has to stay switched on to pay attention. Now, the mind being switched on to pay attention to cognize the words, to comprehend the words that I'm saying, has to use a certain amount of energy or life force to keep it going, to keep it paying attention, to keep it switched on. Can you feel where I'm going with this? That means that the energy to activate womb wisdom has been moved up into the head The energy to activate that central channel, your soul alignment. It's the energy to activate that central channel, the heights of you, the depths of you, your connection into the divine. The energetics to open that have moved into your mind, into your head. So we're talking so that you you can be here. I think why I'm saying that is one, I will never, ever, ever in my life be able to take you to the places that an experiential retreat or experiential practices will take you to ever full stop. It's just the way that it is. I will never be able to take you to a place or no one else will ever be able to take you to a place outside of a sacred container. There's something very profound to be said about temple space, to be said about the sheer container of sacredness that holds a person through a journey. And that doesn't have to be in person. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Some of the most profound experiences that I've heard women share have been in an online retreat, have been in an online container, in an online temple space. So that's just another truth is, and, and I, I'm also sharing this because I think it's beautiful for us to not hold ourselves to these, I'm putting my hand on my hip like my sister would um, when she's younger than me. She's the middle, middle shot. Um, I'm sharing this with us so that we don't always hold ourselves to these really almost um, unachievable heights, these unrealistic places, this, you know, like, well, why, why am I not able to be so expanded and so soul aligned and so Shakti filled and so awake and so full of love when I'm just listening to a podcast in the car? Like why, why can't I do that? Versus when I'm in the middle of like a seven-day online experience with rewilding. There is this hugely powerful unseen realm that I think we are just starting to find words to talk about. We are just starting to bring that into common parlance, to honor it, to see. And I think something that we can definitely share as an experience around this is... (laughs) the current collective energy that we're in. So when this podcast is being released, it's April, just after Easter 2020. And we are in this pandemic, this lockdown, this very unknown wild energy collectively. Now, even if you are not watching the news, even if you live like a hermit, so I'm talking about myself kind of, I do watch the news a little bit, but even when I'm totally unplugged, I'm up in the mountains, I don't talk to anyone. My, my life is very, very quiet anyways. I kind of live like a hermit. I kind of already do social distancing. So even if my life hasn't changed overtly and I'm not physically, tangibly in the five senses, watching the news or listening to other friends talk about, you know, what's going on or anything like that. I am still feeling it. I'm still influenced by it. I'm still affected by it, right? There's still this level of in my system from the unseen realms, from the unseen realms. And I'm giving that as an example, just for us to really, really honor um, some of these more hidden, Uh, spaces around the feminine. I know I haven't even gotten into what we're going to talk about today. I'm setting us up though. This is that foundation building. We always do foundation building in podcasts. So sharing some of those pieces and really honoring the fact that I could talk until I'm blue in the face about womb wisdom and what's possible when you have an awake, alive, juicy act Activated, not in a bad way, um, alive, activated, Shakti filled, healed womb space, and you don't have to have a womb. You could be a guy; it doesn't matter. We we still have this creative power center in us. It's a little bit different with the anatomy for women than it is for men. It's just it's it's different. I've tried to make it the same, and it's not. <laughs> Um, So I'm also honoring that anatomy and wiring and hormones are a thing. They are a thing. Um, The energetics, though, energetically, a man who does not have a womb, was not born with a womb, will never have a womb in his life, can still energetically go into that experience of womb. Just like I, as a woman, I will never have a penis, but I can energetically go into the experience of having a penis, and I can penetrate the world energetically from that place in my body. I can do that. So do we understand that? I think we do. I just wanted to honor that, and honor that this conversation isn't just for those who have wombs. Also, if you're a woman who had a womb and no longer have a womb, that space is still totally active, totally creating, and just go into it with or without the physical presence of a womb. Okay, I hope that that's kind of set that, that stage or answered any of those like little pop-up questions like, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't know if this is for me anymore. Um, So what I was saying is I can talk until I'm blue in the face around what's possible when we open up these deeper wisdom centers. And let me tell you, the majority of the world has not gone lower than their heart. The majority of the world has never, ever accessed the amount of power, juice, love. This is not power from a bad, bad place. This is divine, like accessing the amount of juice and power that's held below your belly. Most people, that is like, if here's the fullness, like the fullness is a raging river of energy, of life, force, of potentiality, of creative, of ability to manifest, of ability to attract anything in your world, right? If that's a a raging river when it's open, most people have like a trickling stream. A trickling stream, like a tiny little stream that's occasionally just not even flowing because there's lots of blocks, there's lots of boulders in the stream, there's woundings in the streams, there's fear of our full potential, there's fear of our power. We are shit scared of ourselves, shit scared. We are scared of the fullness of our sexual energy. Scared of the fullness of our creative potency. We are wildly creative beings. You are, I know I just did this in a podcast. You are constantly creating. You're never not creating. Constantly. And when you start to open up to the fullness of that stream, your creative capacity goes to whole new levels. Whole new levels. This was and is talked about in... In books, and I I don't read a whole lot of like these sort of books now. This was when I, way, it was in my 20s and was just starting to like tap into um, sex transmutation, like the ability to transmute sexual energy. And there's a chapter in Think and Grow Rich. It's not a book I would recommend. It was cool when I was in my 20s, and it might be great for you. I'm so not um, at all like we all resonate with different things and different people in different times in our lives. But there was a, a, a chapter in there on transmuting sexual energy. And I remember reading this book in my twenties going, they have barely scratched on, they've barely scratched the surface of this. I have to find out more. Like one, Like it's the breadcrumb trail. Talk about this a lot too. The breadcrumb trail. Like, you know, you get this little breadcrumb. It's like the universe, like holds this little crumb out for you. And it's like, Hey, it's kind of luring you that way. Like this is part of your path. This is part of your destiny. That was a big one for me. That was a huge one for me that sent me on all sorts of interesting trainings and, um, in interesting business groups and, and reading certain things and exploring certain things in myself, in my life so that I would step into, here it is the gnosis of it so that it wasn't something I read in a book, right? Cause you can't even get right. I could talk till I'm blue in the face and it would never come across fully. It doesn't right. It's the experience of it. Um, so, wow, I get so sidetracked on sex transmutation because I think that is such a beautiful and amazing subject. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode on that along with the crappy gurus one. <laughs> All right. So the stream, when we come online and it, it's almost like we, we most of us are walking through this world like half alive or maybe 5% alive or just alive from like chin up. And this is not even online. And that's part of the feminine. That's part of the denial of the feminine wisdom. That's part of the denial of the divine feminine is the denying of the divinity of our sexuality, the denying of the body, the denying of the embodiment, the embodied expression of the divine. So not just reaching out to touch it, but actually creating from that, like creating that, allowing that to flow through our bodies and we create and we live and we move from there. To me, that's the whole feminine path. To me, that's the whole That's the whole point. It's the whole point for anyone, any man, any woman, the whole point of it is to open up Our capacity to live love, to live love, to live soul, to let soul flow through us, express through us in the unique way that it's meant to, the way that you express, I I know I talk about this a lot too, but the unique way that you are called to express soul through you. By the way, everything I'm talking about is everything that we are going into experientially which is the big transmission, which is the holding of a big Shakti space, which is the actual doing of it, not just the talking about it. I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm going to open up the deeper wisdom centers. We're going to open up the womb wisdom. We're going to open up that central channel that connects you to soul, that connects you into the depths of the feminine mysteries. In the retreat, birthing a new world. And that's coming up, so it's all the details in the podcast. Look, rewildingforwomen.com, forward slash 88, (laughs) forward slash 88. All right, so I talked a little bit about feminine wisdom principles. I also promised that we would talk about the archetypes. So archetypes, it was interesting. Just last week, um, I just put a little poll out in our Facebook group. So I had gotten here to the mountains i've just come from Sedona it was insane to be journeying and traveling and moving in the middle of this energy in the us i've never experienced anything like it in myself definitely um growth filled opportunity in that for sure that was expanding sabrina beyond what sabrina thought that she was capable of anyways i get to the mountains and I am feeling such a deep, deep connection to medicine woman and to like earth mothers. Deep connection with my womb and the universal womb. So if you like were to, here's a practice for you. If you were to lay flat on the earth and you can be man, woman, you don't have to have a womb to do this. You can lay flat on the earth and you connect your womb into her womb, like great mother's womb. It is really, really powerful. It's more powerful when that area of your body has been awakened, has been activated, has been opened up. we learn via transmission. The feminine learns via transmit. Why do you think I'm so wild all the time in these podcasts? It's not just words that are coming through. It's an energetic that's coming through. So that's a really powerful practice. But back to the story, I was really feeling that deeply in myself. And I went, wow, is this just really personal to me? Or am I also feeling this outside of my am i feeling this kind of collectively am i feeling what 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 is this for me and so just kind of feeling around and checking things out and i put a poll into the group our rewilding group and there's six faces of the feminine you can that's more on our website too if you don't know what they are you can find those and the two by far the two of the six like by a ridiculously higher number of votes. And this is, there's 45,000 women in our Facebook group. So it was quite a few votes. I don't know how many thousands of votes were on this, but those two, medicine woman and earth mother were by far the two faces that were resonating the most for women. To me, that's like feeling into, I wanna say the word Schumann resonance, right? I think that's, we've talked about this in past, In lives or podcasts, and everyone always reminds me of what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's called Schumann, Schumann, something like that, right? But there's a collective, you know, and we all know that there's a collective energy, there's a collective psyche happening. And so to feel that and go, wow, this is, and then you just sort of see how much um, we're tapping into mother nature right now, how much we're tapping into earth wisdom and we're seeing things and feeling into things about, you know, planes are grounded right now. What is that doing for the earth? What's, what's happening? we start to feel into these impersonal places and start to just read collectively. We read archetypally and we read, we're reading the divine matrix of the world, right? We're not hooked into our little self and we're not seeing it, you know, through our woe is me. It's, it's a, It's an archetypal, impersonal, you see the divine matrix and you can see the greater view of it, the greater picture. By the way, that's a Hecate gift. It's, I mean, if you want to start to feel into specific archetypes now. So I've talked about the two faces that really support birthing the new. Birthing the new, and we're in a time of birthing the new. We're in a, you know, some of us are in a cocoon. Some of us are still just in the shedding part. Some of us are just still clinging on, like, no, everything's gonna go back to the way it was. I'm gonna hold out until then. That's fine. We're all on our own unique path. Some of us are in the absolute goo of the cocoon. We talked about this in podcast 87 in the goo, the pause, the magic of the pause. Some of us are there, and some of us are starting to feel into the potentiality the potentiality of it could just be very personal to us like wow i have a potential in my life to create something very different for myself i have this i have this potential in this moment to awaken to something new to live life from a different place to be differently within myself we're starting to some of us are starting to feel into that potentiality that birthing the new retreat is about that. It's about this whole journey, this whole process, and it's giving us that space, that very, to make this journey conscious, right? Instead of us unconsciously going through and possibly missing the insights or possibly still like, no, I don't want to let go of whatever, um, to very consciously, very soul aligned move through this process and into birthing the new and to do it in honor of the divine feminine, in honor of the feminine principles, in honor of those big feminine archetypal energies, in honor of widening that river. So it's not just a little trickling stream. It is this full on river flooding through your system. So Um, <laughs> I was just feeling into, um, wow, can men do this birthing a new world? There was this wild experience I had that we'll just call this a little commercial break. It's not a commercial. I'm not a commercialing about anything. This wild experience I had, I was doing some just like bird's eye view stuff of rewilding and feeling into things and looking at things I don't normally look at and one of them was our website analytics. I know I can be super nerd sometimes, super nerd. So I'm looking at our website analytics and something was really crazy to me the other day. 54% of visitors to rewildingforwomen.com are men. What? Whoa. I... Still don't know how to translate that or what that means. I have no idea. That blew me away. I was expecting 15%, maybe. 54%. There are more men going to rewildingforwomen.com than there are women. So that was a little commercial break. That was where my mind just went, oh, I wonder if men would want to, or if it would feel right for me and for our circle that gets created for those who join the journey. And by the way, a circle getting created doesn't mean it's during the time of the retreat release period. Yeah, there's a retreat release period and that's as I'm creating it that week, that seven days, but it's also joining any time after that you step into the vortex. That thing doesn't go away. It's the container is created and it's there. Just kind of like, Hey, you want to come in here? Um, So feeling into if that's right for the space. And I'm just going to throw this out there. If there are men or... I think it's just open to anyone. Normally we say if you primarily identify as woman, um, you are super welcome to do any of the rewilding for women stuff. But I feel like this one, like... Look, if you're called to birth a new world, if you're called to do some womb awakening stuff, I'm not holding back. I'm not I'm not toning it down. I'm not pulling out any of the feminine stuff. But if you're called um, and if you're a guy or you're a guy who is now a woman or a woman who is now a guy or if you're a both, if you're a animal who gets this and wants to click in and come join us on retreat, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. There is an aspect of community, though, that's being created there. And that's just a Facebook group to hold the space to have conversation. That's going to be for women only. So that feels um, really right to me. So that's going to be if you primarily identify as woman. We'll keep that community space that just kind of retreat uh, Facebook group that's just being created for this journey. Okay, 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 I know I keep talking about this journey, but I really want like every single person that I know to do this one. We've decreased the price, we've got special things all over the place because it feels to me like far out we've got this opportunity to not just do something for ourselves of course this journey is very personal to you and it's very much for your life but to do something that's far beyond us far beyond us so for me and for a lot of women who are feeling into this journey it's yeah birthing a new world for myself but collectively birthing a new world and the more of us who are doing this who are saying yes to living from this place to birthing a new world to bringing in the feminine to it's not about just bringing in the feminine it's and of course, we always talk about equality. I'm not just, you know, like, feminists hear me roar, like, fuck you, divine masculine. It's the equality of it. It's the dancing. It's the union of it. Um, to, to me, it's, we've just got this opportunity to create something in this world and let the energetic ripple effect just go. And it's from that soul place like a deeper true alignment a more awake place like the river like being led being guided from soul from higher self from love not fear from love not fear higher places of love and what can what can happen with that i don't know but i'm holding massive space for it to ripple out into this world her, Shakti, right? The divine feminine, she's wily and she weaves. She weaves in the unseen realms and she affects things and she moves things. And how does she want to dance? Out into the world, out into political systems, out into how we create structure going forward, what that is. I'm just holding it. I have such, hmm. A feel for the potentiality and what's po- like what's possible. What's possible, what's possible, what's possible. So anyways, if that's singing to you, I would be honored, honored to journey with you. I would be honored to hold that space. I would be honored to walk alongside with you as we all walk into birthing a new world, both for ourselves and out beyond our, ourselves and our lives. What do I want to end on? I wanna give you a few more archetypes for birthing the new. So for those of you who are specifically like, love the goddesses, love the archetypes, by the way, right now we still have all of our podcasts up publicly. I don't know how long that's going to last. But right now, you can go back to our website. If you go to rewildingforwomen.com forward slash blog, you can search by the faces so, you could search by medicine woman and by mother. So, you can search by those, by those things to find other podcasts with other archetypes. There's also an archetypes category. So, you can search via archetypes and see if some of these sing to you, you're like, oh, who is Hecate? She's a huge one, and I wanna share her because she's midwife. She holds, she's like keeper of women's wisdom. She's midwife of the soul. She's doula of death, like death doula. Oracle, I talked about seeing through the divine matrix. She has this capacity in her, this is her Shakti. So this is not personal to each of us. This is just her Shakti. This is what opening up to those energetics, which is not unique to me. They're in you. They're in our world. It's just a matter of turning that light switch on, of opening up that channel and letting her flow through you, letting that particular flavor of life force itself flow through you. That's it. Like That's a way of translating goddess. It doesn't have to be some weird esoteric-y out there thing. And the way that that particular flavor of energy or feminine wisdom or Shakti flows through you will be different to how it flows through me what that flavor wakes up in you, what soul gifts, what wisdom wakes up in you will be different than what it wakes up in me. So for some women, Hecate waking up in them wakes up this ability that like rituals suddenly have juice to them. You know, like you sometimes see people and they're doing rituals and you're like, there's no juice here, like, yeah, that's great. We're putting our crystals out in the moonlight, and that's really cool. I've lit a candle. I've burnt some paper, but nothing's really happening here. There's no juice. It's not It's not like lit up and led by, activated by Shakti, by the divine, by the unseen realms, by, by that big divine wisdom. It's not lit up by that. But so for some women, you turn Hecate on, and suddenly rituals have juice, like they work. They start working. Can you feel they actually start working? And can you feel how that relates to your creativity and how I talked about when that channel opens and it goes from a little tiny trickling stream to a raging river, your ability to create and to manifest things changes. There's juice behind it. Like Your soul gets behind it. The divine gets behind it. And that is a power that is way beyond any man-made sort of limited left brain kind of thinking will ever go ever go. I mean, it's the wisdom that creates babies. It's the wisdom that heals your body when you cut itself. It's that. You can't comprehend that. I can't. We can't. It's not. We're not meant to, but you can live from that. You can trust that. You can open to that. You can let that move through you. So, but Hecate is one of those archetypes that brings online. She's called Queen of the Witches, Queen of the Witches. I know there's a podcast on Hecate, so if you want more on her, go check it out. There's heaps of stuff. I don't know how long they're gonna be up for, but at least when this is first being released, I know the podcast will all still be there. So if you are listening to this later on, I'm sorry if they're not there. My bad. But it was time to take out with the old to make room for birthing the new. Other archetypes that feel really strong, Gaia. I don't need to talk a whole lot about Gaia. I think there's so much around Gaia and really tapping into Mother Nature, really tapping into Gaia. I think there's so much around womb wisdom, womb awakening, and that has to do with both. Can you feel how Gaia weaves in with um, the midwife, Hecate, midwife, medicine women, they're midwifing, they're midwifing it in. But, But Gaia you know, like mothers, like the one who's pregnant with it, and then the midwives bring it into the world. The midwives, the medicine women bring it in, right? The the mothers, earth, like we're pregnant, we've conceived, we're pregnant, and we birth that into the world. And again, you don't have to be a woman, you don't have to have ever had a baby, physical baby, this isn't about physical babies, it's about just part of the way that the feminine creates what's possible for us, what's possible, what's a possible way for us to create, a different way to create, a higher way to create, a more aligned way to create, a more powerful way to create. So those two archetypes, is there anyone else that's really jumping out? I don't want to make this a super long podcast. Uh, la, 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 la. I think I'll leave it at, this is the last one I want to talk about, and it's not an archetype, There's this piece also that's feeling really loud around creating a new, birthing a new right. So the whole thing that we've talked about kind of have to remind myself what we did in this podcast episode, but it was the feminine wisdom principles and archetypes for creating a new world. And one of those is how good are you with divine union? How good? That's maybe a bad way of putting that. Where are you at with sacred union within yourself? Where are you at? What is your relationship? If you're in the feminine, what is your feminine's relationship to the masculine? Now, if you're in the masculine, what is your masculine's relationship to the feminine? Where's the level of trust there? Where's the level of trust? This is a huge doorway in and these are powerful, profound practices that will change the whole of your life, will change the whole of your sexual relating, the whole of your relationships, the whole of the way you love the world, and the whole of the way that you create a new world. Because if you think about conception, conception requires both energies to weave together. Conception requires both energies to weave together. And so there's this monster piece around our own embodiment of the divine union within ourselves and our ability to um, dance with it outside of ourselves, to dance to dance with the divine masculine if we're standing in the divine feminine or if we're standing in the divine feminine to dance with the divine masculine and within ourselves. How much does your feminine trust your masculine? It's just a question. How much does your feminine trust your masculine's like direction, protecting or do you have to look outside of self i know these suck now flip it around how much does your masculine trust and honor and value your feminine wisdom your feminine insights your feminine knowing your feminine emotion your feminine ability to change on a dime your feminine instability it's just that she's picking up a thousand different other things right So feeling into that, that's a very, very, um, it's not necessarily archetypes. It's more of a doorway in. um, And then all the archetypes kind of sit under there, right? So if you feel into this, the archetypes that sit under there, you feel into, you know, how is my Parvati connecting to my Shiva? How is my Venus connecting to my Mars? How is my Juno connecting to my Jupiter, right? Can you feel how all of the consorts, the divine consorts, represent different relationships between the divine masculine and the divine feminine within yourself. Yeah, that's a whole nother journey of self-exploration, of embodiment work, of healing work, of awakening work is to go into all the different threads. Different threads of the divine masculine and the different threads of the divine feminine, right? Because Mars, Mars's relationship to Venus is very different. Than Pluto's relationship to Persephone. You might be really comfortable in Venus Mars relationship. You might love that. That might be just totally awake, totally alive in you. And then you go into the underworld and it's now Persephone and Pluto, and you go there and you're like, bah, fear, terror, do not trust, da 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 da. Right? So just sharing a little bit more I'm around that. We'll do that, some of that. This retreat is not dedicated to solely that. That's probably another whole online retreat. I mean, we could probably do a semester of mystery school just on the sacred union within and going through all of it. And that would be a good one for men and women. That would be a good mystery school that we could open up to both. Um, Both, both, both. I love it. Okay, so this is it. We start on the 20th for the retreat. Um, All the details are in rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 88 for this podcast. There's a $100 off discount right now that lasts until the retreat period ends. So you can access that retreat at any time. It's created to be on demand. But if you want to get in on the retreat release discount and the kind of the process of it being created, Um, and be there for the creation of it in the mix of that, then you wanna join before April 20th. Okay, I love you all and I'm super grateful for what it is that we're doing together and let's birth a new world. Let's just do it, just do it, just do it, just do it. All right.